Welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. You are in for a real treat. We are joined today by an amazing human, one of my favorite ones out there, Pablo Gonzalez, is a chief executive connector. You're going to learn what that means uh, in just a little bit. But just to give you a few little tidbits about Pablo, he's an award-winning speaker, an audience cultivation strategist, and a firm believer in the power of community creation. We're going to talk about that too. But Pablo, welcome. Thank you, Erda. Thank you very much. I'm super happy to be here. As, as you know, I uh, greatly appreciate the power of giving someone a stage, and it's an honor to be uh, afforded yours, so I want to give as much value as I can. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Pablo, for, for being here. And Pablo is coming to us from, from Northern Florida today. And for those of you who will catch the video, he's wearing one of the coolest uh, shirts I've ever seen. Are those sharks? Yeah, sharks and fish okay. and stuff sharks like that. Sharks and fish. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no yeah. gators today, Mister Mister yeah. This is this is a this is an ocean <laughs> an ocean centered shirt. There you go. I love it. I love it. So, Pablo, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in North Florida, because one of the most interesting things that I've read about you, and we've had a couple of really really blessings of conversations for me, from my perspective at least, is that you lived in three different continents by the age of ten. Yes. Yes. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love being teed up there. Right. Because it, it is something that marked me forever. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm the most American person in my family. My, my first formative memory was when we moved from Venezuela to Miami, I was the one kid that walked into preschool, not knowing English and that, that I can still picture myself walking into that preschool class and the fear of how am I going to communicate? How am I going to fit in? And that quickly went away when I met Jose Garrido, who became my best friend forever. <laughs> uh, but a year later, we moved to Spain and I enrolled in a British academy and I walked in there completely opposite, super cocky, thinking that I knew Spanish and English, <laughs> but I didn't understand the Spanish dialect or the British dialect. It was totally foreign to me. Right. And again, that, that was twice that it happened to me under five years old. And it kind of marked me forever as somebody that is always looking for how to create community around me, right? Like how to, how to connect, how to have a tribe. And later on, we moved back to Miami uh, when I was nine years old. And that's where I grew up in, in South Florida. And I really very much identify myself as a Miamian. Mm -hmm. I came to North Florida, uh, Jacksonville specifically, because I started in this career in construction that I was never really that passionate about. And that career took me to California where I managed a branch of a Fortune 500 company in Orange County. Out there, I became a green building expert. When I moved back to Miami, I started a green building consulting company. And alongside of that, I, I took the conscious decision to get really involved in the community, right? And by that, I mean, I got, I raised my hand when I got an email from uh, uh, my best friend that, that said that Habitat for Humanity wanted to start a young professionals program. Mm -hmm. And I thought that starting this green building company was a, this would be great business development for me. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in the, as, as a skilled networker and everything like that, it doesn't work uh, completely one-to-one -one <laughs> like that, right. but it really opened up my, it opened up my world to get into there, right? Because I became the president of that group. Then I got on the board of Habitat. Then I, 
did this leadership Miami program, came out of there, got on the board of, on, of multiple charities, started forming young professional groups in these charities and made a name for myself in doing that. That landed me on like one of those like top 20 under 40 magazines that I still don't think I deserved at the time. And, um, and exposed me to the world of networking, right? Like consistent networking made me a good public speaker, made me, made me, gave me all these like soft skills that, that I wouldn't have achieved in the career track that I was on, which was start this green building company. Two years later, I got acquired by my biggest customer who was a hospital builder and a university builder. I became the director of sustainability a year and a half into that. I kind of had everything that they bought me out for. I had it figured out. Right. And now I was making like six figures and working 15 hours a week. And that sounds really great for about three months until you realize that the moment somebody realizes this, the gig is up. So I I continue trying to figure out how I can be more valuable. And I made the conscious decision to pour myself into this community aspect. Right. Like I, I didn't think that by impressing my boss, I was going to get to where I wanted to be. I needed to, I needed to build value around me. And it all came together when there was a couple of leadership changes by the time that this happened, right? The guy that acquired me is a guy I very, very much respect. And I want to be like, when I grow up at this point, the CEO was not that guy. And he got invited to uh, be on a panel for smart cities in front of the economic development agency of Miami. And at the last minute he decided he didn't want to go. Don't know why, but they decided he didn't want to go. And they decided to send me instead of him. And I show up to that event and I share the stage with, the head of Latin America for Cisco Systems wow. and the head of the Smart Cities Initiative for like the World Bank or the International Economic Monetary Fund, one of these like international mm-hmm. development. Right. I share a stage with two people that I don't belong on stage with is basically <laughs> the moral of the story. And when I come off of that stage, there was a line of six people deep waiting to talk to me. And wow. although I had been on stage before, I had never had this experience. And immediately I started realizing, man, being on stage in front of a room is incredibly valuable, a, a huge source of validation. Being guilty by association on stage with people, huge source of validation. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, my head went to, instead of thinking, how can I be on more stages? I thought, how can I provide this stage for other people as a, as a tool to increase my influence and, and, and progress? So I immediately reached out to this developer in Miami that was building this high rise in a low density, high income residential area known as Coral Gables. Mm -hmm. But they were building it on top of the Metro Rail Station, right? So the residents of Coral Gables didn't want this thing because get out of my backyard. And I knew that this is transit oriented development, right? Mm -hmm. Because they were building it on the Metro Rail Station. They're incentivizing public transportation and funds to go towards transportation in Miami, which if you've ever been to Miami, desperately needs it. Right. right. So at this point, I realized I had a couple of different audiences. I had built up these young professional groups and I decided to reach out to this developer and say, Hey, I want to have this event, talk about transit oriented development and how the future skyline of Miami needs to look like this. And I want to put you on stage with a politician on the board of one of my charities and a land use attorney that I started one of these groups with back in the day. He was super into it super simple event. I, maybe like 15, 18 people showed up, no big deal. But what was really important is that the next week he's comes into the office asking, Hey, you guys interested in this project or, and that totally changed my, my role, my perception inside my company, even though it had already changed around me as a business developer. And that got me onto this belief of, man, if I can leverage stages correctly, then I can create a new type of business development 
that is leading with value, right? It's providing value to other people in a very tangible way that builds relationships and is very sustainable without having to be a cheesy closer guy because that's just not in my constitution, right? Like I, I love to tell people I'm a world-class opener and a really mediocre closer. So, so, so for the next like two, three years, I just wouldn't shut up about that, right? Like, like I just kept spouting it and spouting it and, and talking about this belief until at one point I hurricane Irma is bearing down in Miami. I came up to Jacksonville to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And I spent four days, you know, hold up at my friend's house with a friend of his who had this startup software company for Amazon sellers that in his description, he was looking to pivot. And I started espousing my ideals. And mm-hmm. by the, the four days, he was one of these things like, Hey man, what's it going to take to get a guy like you to come up here? I need a legit business development guy. And I was super into it, right? Like I had been looking for my out, I, out of construction. I, you know, one of the things that I wanted and where I lived was I wanted to move back to a place like I was in Southern California where I could surf more often. Nice. Jacksonville, you know, yeah, check yeah. that box. Yeah. And it was really close to my, it was close enough to my family where I wasn't desemparando la familia, right? right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wasn't deserting my whole family. So I jumped at the opportunity. Honestly, first time I've ever gone against my father's best advice in something that really matters, right? Like everybody, everybody around me kind of saw this as a crazy move for me, but I, I knew that I had discovered some truths. I needed to, once I knew one to three people in every room in Miami, I had reached a plateau. Mm -hmm. I looked at my boss. She told me that her income hadn't really increased in the last 15 years. I'm like, then I can disappear for eight. No big deal. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so, um, I took that opportunity immediately realized I jumped, not immediately soon thereafter realized I jumped onto a burning ship. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a, a mix of things happening in this company. I had developed this whole business development plan of, doing these kinds of like networking events with panels across the country, across the world for Amazon sellers and just replicate one-to-one my model. Um, But when I get to this company, the software is really not working well. And this like dream of pivoting it is something that he had been talking about for a long time. The head developer quit two weeks after I quit my job. Right. So, so the software had this like marginal utility the CEO had just gotten in this like very public dispute with his number one affiliate. That was like the person that recruited half of his customer base. So it was created this fragmentation of trust and loyalty. And a couple months after that, one of these ex clients brought to market a one-to-one competitive product that started just poaching our clientele, right. And paired up with the same affiliate person, Mm -hmm. Uh, started poaching our clientele. So my first three months there, we went from 500 recurring revenue subscribers to 300 and I'm the VP of business development. Not a good look. Right. Right. So what it forced me to do was I lost the funding for my, for my plan of doing these networking events across mm-hmm. the world, right? Because I, I knew inherently that the e-commerce online seller was in the same place I was at when I moved to Miami as the only green building expert in a thousand miles, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're in your computer, every decision you make it relies on you. Yeah. You might have your team of VAs in the Philippines, but like mm-hmm. you're batting your head. And I knew that there was community was inherently valuable. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing that my partner had really done well is he really had built up this like kind of tribe and following in the early days of Facebook ads. So I reached out to the 12 highest paying members of 
the software, which at this point made up 30% of our recurring revenue. And I knew I, with all this churn we were having, we couldn't lose one of them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what a mastermind was, but that's essentially what I created, right? Like I created this like every other week, we show up and give a little bit of value. And then we have this like therapy session between all of us. Mm-hmm. And that quickly started solidifying these theses that I have of the way that you bond the quickest is by sharing vulnerability with someone or adding value to their life. And right. by, and by having these conversations of like, Berta, what are you struggling with? Oh man, my VAs, I can't, you know, like I keep having all this churn in my VAs. They keep quitting on me. Oh, um, Juan, what do you do? You got a great team of VAs, right? And then they'd give each other that value and we're recording all these conversations. And a month later you show up saying, Oh my God, this totally saved my business. Thank you so much. And, and really starting to connect with each other. Right. Like I remember there was a moment where this, like one of the Serbian, like the Serbian gentleman, you know, who is, you know, Eastern Bloc, very cold and, (laughs) you know, very, uh, man, what's the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Statuesque, right? Um, Santa from uh, Guardian of the Galaxies or from, yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. (laughs) So he's just like, at one point he's like, Hey, I just want to say that I, and now, now when I do the accent, it sounds like French, so I'm going to butcher it. But he's like, he's like, I just want to say that this group has become my best friends. I've been looking for this for a really long time. You know, like when that happened, it really opened up my eyes. So we planned an event in Panama where uh, I gave everybody uh, a way to present their business. And that way everybody could present it. I gave everyone a SWOT analysis, took them salsa dancing, toured the Panama Canal, brought everybody Mm -hmm. together. And there we realized that everybody was really particularly good at this one thing inside their business. And we created this course called, and, and to my partner's credit, Mm-hmm. He then went and implemented all this in his store and it started crushing. Wow. So nice. we created this like business of e-com online course that we sold for 5,000 bucks a pop to like 20 people. That was our first big fundraise since awesome. like I had gotten on board. Right. And then six months later, we created this event where we put eight of them on stage to talk about their expertise. And, and, and now we were creating this like state, this real stage effect. Mm-hmm. But throughout it all, we were recording these calls and we had this Facebook group and we were taking these recordings and advertising, are you struggling with this in your business? And you, it would show somebody saying, I have this problem with my VAs. And then we'd say, hey, listen, at Ecom, we're not just a software, we're a community, come take our test, you know, like come join our Facebook group and, mm-hmm. and take a trial. And then they'd get, and, and then they'd show the video of her saying, oh my God, this saved my business, thank you so much. So people, people would come in, they'd take a trial, they realize that this person that they saw is a real person that is Mm -hmm. in some secret club on the top of the customer ecosystem. And Oh my God, they're speaking in six months. So maybe I can go ask them the question that I had when I first saw the advertisement. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it, it it created a very delineated customer journey, um, gave us, gave us all this digital media to use as advertising and to leverage. And, and it created this, you know, very community feel inside our, inside of our business. And we, out of this little secret cool club, we ended up generating like $200,000 worth of revenue when you add, you know, the sales we got from it, uh, right. the, the classes, the event, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really, really saved the business at the time. And then at the end of the year, I decided this relationship really isn't for me. Decided to go my own way. Mm-hmm. And 2019, I just started over from zero knowing that I had proven this concept, you know, in hand-to-hand combat in a local market right. and on this like global wide right. digital stage. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and more so I had learned that all these like, number one, 
people are making money on the internet, like, you know, hand over fist and not everybody is more talented or smarter than any of us here, you know, (laughs) and, and, and all these businesses that are these like legacy businesses haven't implemented 80% of what these people are doing. So I knew there was some kind of arbitrage and I took this like 90 day purposeful pause to, to figure out where I want to be in 10 years and reverse engineer it. Um, and in those 90 days, I booked these four conferences and I just started, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. But I just went and went and went and iterated through and I came out with like 450 new contacts, but really 450 repetitions of just like, I'm thinking about doing this. Okay. You like that, but you don't like this. Okay. What about this to the next person? Mm -hmm. And I came out with this whole mission of proving that community creation is the future of business development. And I realized that this, this kind of community zoom call platform is a vehicle to to solve churn and to create new relationships and to create this like frictionless nurture system that ha- that 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 allows your customers to interact with you and gain value from you at scale and then the day that they're ready to do business with someone like you they come to you because you've been planting those seeds all along and my first client ended up being one of the foremost digital content strategists in the world. So once I kind of paired that piece up with, mm-hmm. with, with this machine, it, it became really apparent. And, 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 and that's, what's, that's what's come out. That's why I'm in Jacksonville. I have a content marketing community creation agency and I replicate di- different forms of this model for people. Um, and, uh, I have this really incredible case study that's been going on where it's just all, all, all everything that I, I foresaw is coming true, right? Like this whole like community creation for business development, even though nobody is, you're not, it's really hard to sell anybody a community, right? That's not mm-hmm. a Monday morning problem, right. but you, but you can definitely sell solving churn, creating content and, and doubling your conversion exactly. rate from lead exactly. to close. Exactly. Um, and, and as a side fact, I'm providing community for people, right. which to me is the mission in my life. I love that. I love that, Pablo. And, and what's interesting is that it seems to me as I'm hearing your story, and again, we've had a couple of conversations, so I'm sort of uh, way ahead of the game as far as what I know about the person that you are and how you're coming from a generous spirit, is it all started and stemmed from you just being of service. Yes. You're going to find out how can I how can I build a community? How can I get involved with Habitat for Humanity, which is such a great organization? And that and that commitment to service and to build community really was the foundation of everything that you've been able to create and, and, and beyond. Because now Rabbit is your company, right? That you're doing all this with, is that? Rabbit is one of my clients. It's, oh, it's Rabbit, one of your clients. Yeah. So in my, in my audience cultivation strategist, uh-huh. I knew that if I put Rabbit in my LinkedIn profile, that it would get a bunch of attention. And the moment that I posted that, we got $100,000 worth of investment. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it worked, Amazing. so it worked. My, yes, my company's yes. called Connect with Pablo, but Connect yeah, Rabbit's one of my okay, clients. that's what I thought, right. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 okay. yeah, but, okay. but Rabbit's awesome. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm all in on Rabbit, like I'm, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and what I love is that, that, that sense of community, really, because how do you sell, it's what you're saying, how do you sell community? Well, but this is what you, what you get from building that community. And all these relationships that we're building, and I'm, I'm one of those firm believers in, in, in just networking with heart. And, you know, I always say if you're networking for any other reason than to start a good relationship, you're doing it wrong, right? Totally. But, totally. but it all comes from, and, and then we see something will come and you say, oh, it came out of left field. You know, Bob Burgos talks about the left field concept. 
And, and the truth is, it's not left field. You planted that seed and you continue to cultivate those relationships, yes. no matter how uh, direct or indirect, but there's been a cultivation process there that yeah. will eventually come to, pro- to fruition. Yeah. And, and, and you know what's funny is that this whole, this whole service mentality that is now ingrained in my soul mm. came from a very selfish place. Like it came from, you know, my, <laughs> as, as I'm a little kid and I'm realizing that if I can be the funniest, most gregarious, most like mm-hmm. attention getting person that I can endear myself to adults and I can get what I want is kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in like my early to mid twenties, I started realizing that that has a shelf life. And, and because I am driven by being beloved and, and, and having right. people around right. me and community, mm-hmm. I, I started realizing nah, the real unlock here is the more of service you are to people, the more friends I'm going to have, the more doors I'm going to open, the more my legend is going to grow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really a very gratifying way to go about your life. Right. And, and, and I've never looked back after that. And now it's, you know, people that meet me now and ask me, man, have you ever been like this? I'm like, no, not really, man. Like I was kind of a, I was pretty selfish before. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And, and, but I, but I still will argue with that, with you, that, that the undertone and, and in your DNA somewhere was that commitment to service. And you just said, you know, the, the legend, that legacy, when you're looking at it as that big picture, Pablo, and I know you're, you're a family man and, and you're committed to your family above everything else. Is, is that that connection that we need to have with legacy, not just what we want to do as far as our goal. You know how you said, you know, I, I look, where do I want to be in 10 years and just reverse engineer the whole Stephen Covey, let's start with the end in mind and see what needs to be done. That's how I work with my clients around the accountability and the metrics at all. Listen, we need to know where we're going and we can figure it out if we, if we reverse engineer it. But, but I still, like I said, Pablo will argue that that, that's in there. That's, that's, it's in you. It's, it's part of, of who you are, especially as I've gotten to know you. So I have sort of a, like I said, a, um, a uh, front row seat to, to yeah. what is happening beyond well, well, that. Well, here's the deal, Berta. Like, even if it, the moment you apply the strategy to your life, you get instant good feedback, right? So it is, it, it just becomes this like self enforce reinforcing loop mm-hmm. right like it's it's really hard like once your mindset shifts like that it it's not long until good stuff starts happening for you mm-hmm. and then once that starts happening no matter how you arrive to it right like no matter yeah. no matter what whether whether or not i was needing a win or not you know like right, right. like exactly. it's it's so exactly. it's it, it's such like a self-reinforcing pattern that it's re- that all you got to do is like plant that seed on someone and mm-hmm. as long as they water it a little bit man that, mm-hmm. that it's going to grow right yeah. so like I, I don't shut up about it yeah i i i'm i'm so impressed right now and i was on a call yesterday with uh, actually two days ago with tom ziegler and we were talking about that that the power of legacy you know that that his father left behind and he's continuing and taking that baton to to even greater awesome. greater lengths and i and i think that that's what we're here to do. And I think once you build that community, it's not about keeping score. It's not about trying to see who's doing what with who it's just about making sure that you're doing your part to create that community. So Pablo, if you were, let's say working with a, with a new or, 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 or a not so new company that's looking to scale and, Mm -hmm. and you come in with this concept of, or they read about you with this concept of community creation, 
what are what are a couple of things that we need to be doing as as business owners as ceos as as people who want to take our businesses to the next level yes i'm glad you asked this right and to me this is my entire business model which i love to give freely because i think everybody should be doing this and i'm sure that if i give it to enough people someone's going to be too lazy to do it and they'll hire me for it right. but like I, I you know um I, I call it, you know, you design your stage and then you create the programming for it, right? And, and by that, I mean, if you think about your customer, right? You think about your customers, hopes, wants, and dreams. The solution that you have for them is just one little piece of that puzzle, right? There's a whole bunch of other stuff that you know can serve your customer. Mm-hmm. And if you think long and hard about, okay, so I have this one little piece, Let's figure out these other pieces and then let's look in my network. Let's look inside my company and let's look inside my clientele to see who can solve those other pieces for my client. Now we can have, now we can create a stage somewhere where we can showcase those people to to help them solve those needs. Mm -hmm. And so I would advise, I would advise a, a business to think of it that way. And then to start planning regular Zoom calls where, you know, once they, once they get that itinerary, right? So give me, give me an example of, a, of an industry of somebody that's your clientele that you would want to help. Okay, let's, let's go with uh, mold remediation. Okay, so mold remediation is the, the, the person purchasing mold remediation is a, somebody with a portfolio of buildings, somebody with a, could be, could be or a residential or a, an association or. Okay. Okay. So, so then, so then we're, then we're talking geography, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so you work in a specific area, right? Um, the decision maker. So, so let's make it as hard as possible, right? The most decentralized, the most decentralized purchaser possible. Um, is probably going to be the whoever is the the leader of the household, right? Like whoever whoever is in charge of maintaining the household from a physical and uh, and, and appearance standpoint, or whoever spends the most time in there, right? So mm-hmm. I would probably argue that that to me is the probably probably the mom in the household, mm-hmm. right? Like that that you know so. And you want to own the Miramar market, let's say, right? So, so let's think about what woman that had that that organize and make the decisions in their household think about nonstop. I would argue that a majority of them think about their kids, think about the school system, think about the community they live in, and how safe it is, right? So, so if you are a mold remediation company and you start creating a platform where you are now going to interview the principal or the head of the math department or the head of, you know, the, the guidance counselors of, of every school in town and once a week or once a month or every other week or whatever, you have a different, um, a a different educator, a different person that is, you know, really, really deeply ingrained into the school system there so that, and, and you can blast your, your list of customers that, that you've already done remediation for and mm-hmm. say, I'm starting this program. I, I, I'm, I'm now going to allow you to ask everybody from principals of schools to guidance counselors to maybe even the superintendent to somebody on the school board to whatever questions about how the school system is faring in Miramar, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, and you, 
And you now create that ongoing conversation where you bring that person on, you have a conversation about their career, what they're planning, what their goals are, you know, how, how they see the school system, what they do different, why their school is the best, why parents should send kids to their school, uh, and then allow for question and answer for the people in the Zoom call that are there. And you take that one hour conversation that's happening every single week and you do it live inside of a Facebook group. So it also lives inside of a Facebook group that you can now call the, um, the Miramar parents school evaluations, you know, whatever you want to call that. Um, and you and, and, and that will organically grow by itself because the people that join the call and want to see it again will then go join that group so that they can now network with each other and exchange informations and become their, their own type of like decentralized PTA. Mm-hmm. And then you're also taking the best moments from, from this conversation, right? So like, let's say this principal of the school has five or six different moments where he, he or she really states something that's like profound about the educational system that, that, that is something that people want to hear. And you make these clips, these like one to three minute long clips that you then send to them that they can post wherever they want. They can share it with their PTA. They can share it on their LinkedIn. They can share it on their own Facebook of them looking like experts being interviewed on a show that's branded by your company. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also post it on your own feeds, your own LinkedIn, your own Facebook, all driving people to that group to get more and mm-hmm. to the zoom calls, join in so that you can make these relationships. You have now created this giant web of interaction where the decision makers that want your business will, if they're interested in that subject at all, they'll come in and they'll stay engaged at their own leisure. They'll be able to, you know, like you then put it long form in YouTube. You then put it long form in a podcast. You recontextualize it as much as possible. And now anybody that comes into your world can stay updated with who you are and the fact that you exist without you having to talk about, I'm the mold remediation person. It doesn't matter. Like the stage right. already says, uh, Medina mold remediation, right, right, right. right? So like, so, so now you're in front of them, providing them value, providing them information that they want at a one minute interval at a one hour interval, if they want at an appointment TV kind of like situation where people start showing up and start getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is, this is real talk, right? Like, yeah. in, like all, all of a sudden you start getting in, in three months, you're going to have like four to five people that come to every show and they're your super fans. Right. Right. Like, and those people are telling their friends about like the greatest show right. ever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and within six months you have 10 and 12 yeah. and, and, and that grows. So now everybody that shows up to a call is greeted by a whole bunch of social validation of why they enjoy this and why you're so valuable and blah, 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 blah. And, and now you're everywhere, right? Like now you are posting, as long as you keep repurposing this stuff and keep doing these calls, Mm -hmm. now you're posting two to four times on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram every single day, but you're not posting. I'm the mold remediation guy. Look, another successful mold remediation. Nobody cares, but you are, but you are posting, Oh my God, look at what's happening at, um, more elementary that they're doing differently than everybody else. Maybe, you know, like something to think about. Right. Oh, Hey, look about, look at what this new school board person, this is her plan. Like you should, you should think about whether this is good for you. It keeps people's attention. And now you have this like frictionless nurture system where you're just showing up in people's lives in a positive way, nonstop. So the day that you smell mold, guess, guess who's top of mind. It's the yeah. person that's been, that's been nurturing wow. them this whole time. That's amazing, Pablo. And I love it. You're, you're five chest steps ahead um, and you're really catering to, and, and that's, I think, the importance also of knowing your target market well. 
and knowing yeah. what their needs are and just putting yourself in a position to serve, as you said, leading with value, not directly, you know, like you said, not directly advertising what you're doing, but just an indirect way of forming that community. I love that. Pablo. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And creating ambassadors, right? Yes. Like, yes. like, you know, number one, everybody you bring onto the show is going to be your ambassador, right? Because mm. you're giving them ways to market themselves. Even, right. even if you're giving it to the local mom that has now been the person that shows up to your show every single week and you bring her on to talk about like, hey, so how do you prepare for school, the school year? You know, like mm -hmm. give advice to your fellow mothers, right? right? Like, and, and you are validating them. She becomes your super fan. She is posting her looking good that, oh my God, somebody interviewed me on TV. Look at, look at me, right? Like I was on the news, right? right? The superintendent of schools that you bring on also becomes a super fan, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, so you create all these like mini ambassadors by providing people marketing materials for themselves. And by the way, all those people, you're going to be their mold remediation company. Right. Plus right. their friends, you're going to be their mold remediation company. Plus any, again, anybody that like, is looking up mold remediation companies and, and then it's like, Oh my God, these guys have a show that teaches me all the, all the, mm -hmm. everything that's going on in the school system. I'm okay. Yeah. I'll subscribe to that email list. That's amazing. You, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's the carrot, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I love what you said again, Pablo, and I'll go back to that. It's just always leading from a place of, of generosity and leading from a place of that focus on making sure that you're adding value at yeah. every touch point at every touch point. Really, really brilliant. Anything else that you think may be missing from the equation? Like that's a that's a big one. That's a yeah. Big, that's that, that's a, that's an all-encompassing equation, right? Like like that's like any 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 bit that you can do in that formula, right? It doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be whatever, man. But I'm you know like 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 to me that is that is my like one pitch, my like yeah. Mario Rivera, yeah. Mariano Rivera, yeah. Yeah. you know, splitter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, outside of that, just, just in general, I think it is, it is what we're talking about, right? Like, it's just like constantly figuring out a way. To, so, all right, let me, let me restart real quick. I just see the idea that when you mix something of value that you can give someone a relationship, and then you layer it with content on top of it you create these like infinitely waterable seeds, mm. right? Like we were talking about, you, you said something about watering a seed, right? Like right. to me, everything that you do in networking, right? Like every time you go to a networking event and you meet five people and you introduce someone to someone else that you do so well, mm. it is, it, 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 that, that is a seed you're planting inside someone's head that you are someone of value, right? Like mm. if you add the next, the next layer of creating content around it, that seed now just becomes exponentially more, wow. It, yeah. available for water mm -hmm. right so like so like mm -hmm. to me it's 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 the idea of everything that you can do on a one-to-one -one interaction like we're doing right now right. can be recorded yeah. right like and, and if you're recording it then like everything that you like about me that i'm that, that that i'm saying right now and 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 the the way that i'm making you feel i can now make a hundred other people feel that while i'm sleeping because exactly. that that content is living somewhere and that allows that seed to to grow roots in all sorts of different places that can be shared mm -hmm. that 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 can you know it, you know I, I i just think that networking and you know content is like the the kerosene to pour on top of your your networking activities yeah. and i imagine that anybody that's listening to your podcast already buys into the concept of networking mm -hmm. it's just how you layer in that con that content piece and the good news is that because of COVID now it's way easier, right? Like right. now, right. now being able to like 
record that part. So like next time you take a call, be like, listen, if it's okay with you, I'm going to record this call, right? Like, and it, when you say something brilliant, I'm going to post it on my LinkedIn and say, mm-hmm. and, and just like call out to you. Right. right? So like, right. And, and, and tag you on just like, man, Berta just gave me the best advice on how to make a referral. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so, so now you can put that on LinkedIn and everybody that's in your audience, Berta is going to be like, Oh my God, Berta's on TV. <laughs> right? right. Exactly. And, and then yeah. they're going to be like, who is this gentleman that just said such <laughs> yeah. nice things about my friend? And yeah. Yeah. a percentage of those people are going to start following me exactly. and you're just leading with value. Right? So like right. even, even in live networking events, when I'm in the middle of a really good conversation, and the person finishes that point, I'll be like, dude, that was brilliant. Do you mind if I, and I'll turn on my camera and I'll be like, hey, so I'm here with, I'm here with Berta. She just wow. gave me the best story. Berta, can you tell me that story? And I record that and then I just post it on LinkedIn. Like, dude, just heard the best story from Berta. I love and, it. I love and, it. You know, like it's, it's just always think about how you can add that little extra layer of, mm-hmm. of content to promote someone else mm-hmm. on in, into your relationship building That's strategy. Beautiful. beautiful. And I think Pablo, and one of the things that I always say is, is the importance of the brand ambassadors. And it's, it's always going to be always in motion as long as you're coming from a place of service and over delivering and value and generosity. But one of the things that I like most about what you said, when you were talking about that, that top of mind awareness, you know, and I call it, top of heart awareness. You want to make sure that people remember you. And when I'm at a networking event, if there are 400 people in my network, all 400 of them are there with me because I don't, I'm just looking for who I can connect with someone in my tribe. So, and, and that's again, playing to what you're saying. All you're doing is growing that community of people who are always going to, they're going to remain community. And the more connections we can make like that, the better because people can't be in two places at one time unless, you know, you or I are at a networking event and then they can. So totally. that's, that's really, really impressive. Pablo, what's on the agenda for the next five months of this year? <laughs> you know, the agenda for me right now. So like in, in, in two weeks, I'm going to this like thought leadership kind of accelerator summit thing. Nice. Cause I, I now have with my, with my longest tenured client that has now been with me for six months this formula has done what I just said, right? It has taken their lead to conversion ratio and more than doubled it already. Mm. And, and it's all, and it's all attributed to this thing. And I see, whereas before I was thinking deeply about like how to, how to bridge that gap between the online hardcore entrepreneur and the, and the regular business and the, and the legacy business. Mm -hmm. I now see these businesses like banks and financial advisors and lawyers and accountants asking the question, how can I do business online? Like not, you know, because of coronavirus. Right. Right. So um, for me, it's developing the, the Ted talk book and, and validation infrastructure that will now get me on stages to speak to the 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 insurance groups and mm. the and the banking industry and you know all these different like corporate conferences that I can that I can now offer this business model and I think a lot of them will have their own marketing department that can execute this in house right so like I again I just want to be more and more of service right so so for me it's about this this next 6 months is about getting really really loud and widening my reach of of where this message is being put so that more and more people can now navigate this new normal 
of coronavirus when they're batting their heads against the wall thinking, well, I can't go to the Chamber of Commerce, so mm-hmm. how am I going to get, how am I going to fill up the pipeline for the next right. six months and feed my kids, right? Like, I, I, think it, I think it needs to be given out to people so that they can understand that mm-hmm. this is an available business model for everybody. Yes, that's beautiful. And, and I think that's, that's a key as well, Pablo, that, that I think there, we're on two sides of the spectrum here. Not a lot of gray area here I've seen. Either they're in full, let's go, let's make really good use of the time, full production mode, and let's create all that content that we keep complaining that we don't have time to do, or they're frozen in place and waiting for to see what happens, what's going to happen for the government to tell them, hey, okay, here's the green light. You can, you can go on with your life now. And, and, and I'm, 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 very, I'm seeing those very stark differences in people. And because you ask, I ask the questions all the time and I meet a lot of people on LinkedIn and, and, and they'll tell you, these have been the best four months of my, of my business. And, yeah. and that's how you know. So that's very interesting. So Pablo. What, what do you think is the differentiator between the person that is taking that, you know, taking that action thing and, and waiting for, for the world to end for them? <laughs> right? yeah, you, like, know, you know what's crazy? And, and this is going to sound weird, but I asked them. Um, how much news they watch. Mm. And it's almost very, very clear. The people that, you know, I need to be informed that I'm watching all the time and I want to make sure I know they're just in hell right now. And the people that are sort of like, listen, I I get the info. I, I look for my own information. I'm doing my research. I know what we're up against. I'm staying safe but I've got to live my life and I've got to move on. It's the, and I, and I started asking because I started knowing the people that I know and, and what their habits are. And, and I said, so I'm telling people, listen, I'm a reader. I, I read, you know, 52 books a year and, and I'm already at, at almost 40 books for this year. That's amazing. But, but the people that are reading mm-hmm. and, and working on their mindset are, are sort of immune to, to any economic downturn that has happened. And in fact, they've turned it into sort of an upturn. And that's, and I started asking the question uh, about a month and a half in and Pablo, it's crazy, but it's, but it's true. Have you, have you started kind of like tracking this and, and, and getting loud about that? Right. Like I, f- I feel like that's really valuable advice, right? Like you are someone with a lot of touch points that, that if you're just like, listen, man, I have this conversation over and over and the differentiator is this, like, turn yeah. it off, man. You know, yeah. like I, I, I did <laughs> and good. I do. And I, good. and I, I just recorded a video a couple of days ago um, because I saw this documentary about the last, the last mission trip I did to Kenya. We were going to stay part of the time in a, in a hippo reserve in the Maasai Mara. Cool. And, and so I started doing research on hippos just because I wanted to know and, and, um, and there's this, this beautiful documentary that they have on Discovery. And there's this, this hippo, you know, it's just, you know, walking on the base of this river. And, you know, you see all the seaweed and whatever. And, and, and there's a school of fish that are constantly following the hippo. And all, their only job is that all the poop that comes out of the hippos behind, all they're doing is whatever comes out, they're eating it. And this is how, how these, these hippo fish, I call them, live number one. And number two, I'm sure that it keeps the river sort of clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ecosystem, so, right? I'm thinking guys, listen, <laughs> we're being hippo fish here. We're just whatever that we're lazy. And it's out of laziness, Pablo, because we're yeah. not willing to do the research. We're sitting in front of the tube and whatever they want to feed us, we're, yeah. we're going to eat it up. And we yeah. can't be subject to that. We can't, we're yeah. better than that. 
Yeah. And, and, and with all, and with this whole barrage of bad news comes the, the, uh, the, the belief that you can't affect any change and, and everything is bad and, and, and you feel super useless, right? Like, yeah. so that then feeds that whole cycle, mm-hmm. which then makes you less likely to act and less likely right? to improve your life. Like yeah. what's the point? Sort of what's the what's point? The point? So, yeah, Correct. that's a great, and I appreciate you asking Pablo, but that, that, that is a great point. You know, you, you sort of, give in to the, the debilitation that there's nothing really we can do. And, you know, yeah. I, I tell people, listen, go and volunteer, listen yeah. to the conversations that they're having, look at what they're doing. They're not talking about who said what and what is happening. They're like, what can I do? When is the next event? What are we doing? Let's, let's, let's pack this food. Let's get out there and let's, let's serve people. And I think people that are in service mode are totally optimistic about what's happening. Totally. And, 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 and that advice of go volunteer is what, really closed the deal for me mm-hmm. with falling in love with Frank again. Right. <laughs> right. right. Frank again. Right. Like, yeah. like, like when they ask him his, his like number one advice for networking, he's like, go be part of a charity. And you yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. And I've been saying the same thing yeah. and we've yeah. all arrived at it in mm-hmm. different things. Right. Like for yeah. me, that, that whole, like getting involved in that world completely changed my life totally. from, from the, from the perspective, my first perspective was just like, Oh man, the most influential people in my city are on the boards of nonprofits. This yeah. is a shortcut to the CEO yeah. of Ryder. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like that's a real story, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it is, it changes your life, man. Vol- to me, yeah, getting involved in nonprofits is the most, the, the most like no downside, all upside, everything all encompassing that you need to, mm-hmm. to feed yourself professionally and personally and like socially. Yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's so funny because my kids, my kids grew up volunteering. Here in, in Miami, we were with Hands on Miami and then we moved to Broward and we were in the volunteer Broward and then, you know, hands on Broward. And, and the earliest they could volunteer was Charlie house in Miami. Mm-hmm. And they had to be eight years old. So what they got for their eighth birthdays were, okay, congratulations. We're going to go volunteer today. I love that. So when high school came, they were used to it and it was all, all fine and dandy. So Pablo, tell us a little bit. I got to have you back, please. I know Damn. you're super busy and everybody, but, but it's just so much great information, Pablo, from a place I'm- again, I'm in. I'm in. I, listen, I would love to have just a conversation about networking tactics and, mm-hmm. you know, like just like go deep into, yeah, <laughs> into yeah, how you absolutely. start a conversation, how you walk into a room, yes. how you follow up, <laughs> like what you tell yourself, what questions you ask. I love that stuff. Like we yeah, can, we can yeah. talk about all day and I know I you it. can too. Yeah. I yeah. Love how it. you formulate an email intro. Like I right, love that stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Pablo. So tell us how, how we can find you. How our audience can find you. Uh, I tell your audience to connect with Pablo. <laughs> that's that's my my website is connectwithpablo.com. My email address is you should at connectwithpablo.com. Uh-huh. My Instagram is connectwithpablo. Uh, my my Twitter is connect w pablo. And I'm trying uh-huh. to I'm trying to like lean more into Twitter because Gary Vee's doing it, so I do everything right. he does. <laughs> um, my podcast is called Chief Executive Connector. I would love anybody to listen to that. Yeah. And, and to me, the, the reason why Chief Executive Connector is because to me, in, my, in my grand thesis of community creation as, as a business development, mm-hmm. I think every great company needs to have a role that is that person that is looking for the value for the people that you're trying to serve and how to fill it with your network, your clientele, your, your, the people inside your business. And that to me needs to be a, 
a position that needs to exist, the chief yeah. executive connector at a C-suite level that, that just really drives the whole bus in order for this to really work to the max. Um, wow. But yeah, that, that's it. Kind of, you know, if you, if you look up connect with Pablo anywhere, it's, I'd love to connect with people on LinkedIn, but it's impossible to find Pablo Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't have a shortcut for that. So look me up uh, as, as one of your friends, right? And I'll, yeah. And I'll put the LinkedIn, uh, your, your link directly to your profile when, when, cool. we, when we publish this, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, because so much great information, Pablo, I appreciate you're, it. you're a tremendous blessing. I, I thank Frank again, Frank, I, I you know, if, if his ears were ringing every time I talked about Frank Egan, he'd, he'd be super bothered and probably at the doctor's office trying to wonder yeah. what's going on. But Love he's just amazing, amazing. And he connected us. And I'm blessed and humbled uh, that I know both of you every day. So, Pablo, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, many blessings. And, and uh, we'll get together again for sure. Amen, Berta. I look forward to that day. I really appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you and to provide value to our friend that's listening right now. I hope, I hope they got as much out of it as I, as I could. Wonderful. I'm sure they did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, everyone. Go out there and do good and be great. And if it's not raining where you are, go play outside. <laughs> <laughs>